Can you grasp the enormity of what Jesus endured on the cross? John 19 takes us to one of the most pivotal moments in history, showcasing his love on full display, but also revealing the depth of our sin. Hey fellow creations, it's Elijah here. Welcome to the Bible and Prayer podcast, the show where we simply read the Bible and then pray about it. Bible and prayer are fundamental elements of the Christian faith, and we need to build lasting habits of these in our lives. So join us every day on the Bible and Prayer podcast as we strive to make Bible and prayer habits in our daily lives. Tap that follow button to subscribe to the Bible and Prayer podcast so you don't miss the rest of the Gospel of John or the future books that we'll be covering. Now, John 19 paints a painful picture, mockery, the crown of thorns, the horrific crucifixion. Yet, underneath the suffering, we witness a love and a sacrifice that truly defies human understanding. Let's zoom out and look at the context of the Gospel of John. It's a unique and beautiful portrayal of Jesus Christ presenting him as the divine word who became flesh and dwelt among us. It emphasizes Jesus' identity as the Son of God, full of grace and truth, and highlights his miracles, his teachings, and his interactions with people, particularly his disciples. Now, John's gospel aims to lead readers to faith in Jesus and eternal life by presenting Jesus as the Son of God, the Word become flesh. Now, zooming in on John 19 specifically, it details Jesus' trial before Pilate, his crucifixion, and his death on the cross. Here, he demonstrates his sovereignty and fulfills ancient prophecies. Even in this suffering, his care for his mother and his final triumph are evident. With all that being said, let's dive in together and read John chapter 19. So, Pilate then took Jesus and flogged him. The soldiers twisted thorns into a crown and put it on his head and dressed him in a purple garment. They kept saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they kept slapping him. Then Pilate went out again and said to them, Behold, I bring him out to you, that you may know that I find no basis for a charge against him. Jesus therefore came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple garment. Pilate said to them, Behold the man! When therefore the chief priests and the officers saw him, they shouted, saying, Crucify! Crucify! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When therefore Pilate heard this saying, he was more afraid. He entered into the praetorium again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Aren't you speaking to me? Don't you know that I have power to release you and I have power to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no power at all against me unless it were given to you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me to you has greater sin. At this, Pilate was seeking to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If you release this man, you aren't Caesar's friend. 
everyone who makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at the place called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now, it was the preparation day of the Passover at about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king! They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So then he delivered him to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led him away. He went out, bearing his cross to the place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew, Golgotha, where they crucified him and with him two others on either side one and Jesus in the middle. Pilate wrote a title also and put it on the cross. There was written, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Therefore, many of the Jews read this title for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. The chief priests of the Jews therefore said to Pilate, Don't write the King of the Jews, but he said, I am King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to every soldier a part, and also the coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. Then they said to one another, Let's not tear it, but cast lots for it to decide whose it will be, that the scriptures might be fulfilled which says, They parted my garments among them, for my cloak they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things, but standing by Jesus' cross were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Therefore, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, seeing that all things were now finished, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, said, I am thirsty. Now a vessel full of vinegar was set there. So they put a sponge full of the vinegar on hyssop and held it at his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Therefore, the Jews, because it was the preparation day, so that the bodies couldn't remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a special one, asked of Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Therefore, the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they didn't break his legs. However, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. 
He who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, that you may believe. For these things happened, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, a bone of him will not be broken. Again, another scripture says, they will look on him whom they pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, asked of Pilate that he might take away Jesus' body. Pilate gave him permission. He came, therefore, and took away his body. Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred Roman pounds. So they took Jesus' body and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. In the garden was a new tomb in which no man had ever been lain. Then, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the tomb was near at hand, they laid Jesus there. All right, that concludes our reading for John chapter 19. Now let's notice a couple of things from the passage. First, it lets us witness the cost of sin. The cross graphically illustrates the price of our sin. It was so heinous. Only the perfect, sinless sacrifice of Jesus could pay the penalty. Meditate on the weight of this. Understanding motivates surrender and true worship. Secondly, we need to grasp the measure of his love. Jesus suffered so that we wouldn't have to. His love isn't just a warm feeling, it's sacrificial action. Allow the depth of his love for you to sink in. This kind of love compels us to a life lived in response. Thirdly, we need to embrace salvation's gift. Jesus' final words, it is finished, declare victory over death. He paved the way for us to be reconciled with God. Accept his gift of salvation with fresh gratitude. Don't take for granted the sacrifice he made on your behalf. Let's go to God in prayer about these things. God in heaven, we praise your glorious and holy name. Thank you for us being able to witness today Jesus' crucifixion, how it shows us the true cost of our sin. We're sorry, Father, for the sin that we've committed, and we thank you so much for Jesus' sacrifice who takes away the sin of the world. Help us to recognize what a cost that was required to pay for the sins that we have committed, that it took the very life of the Son of God we recognize the weight and the gravity of the sin that we have committed and the amazing love that Jesus has to take our sins away. Thank you for the love that he showed us, that he suffered so that we don't have to. He showed us what true submission and greatness in your kingdom looks like. It's a complete sacrifice, laying down his life for the ones that he loves. 
Thank you, Father, for his sacrifice. And thank you for his example that should compel us to live lives in response to this sacrificial love. And help us, Father, to embrace the gift of salvation, to recognize that we can be made clean by the sacrifice of Jesus and now live a new and transformed life because of it. Help us to then in turn go and show love and compassion to everyone that we meet on a daily basis that we can extend Jesus' love to the rest of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. John 19 takes us face to face with the gravity of our sin and the boundless love of Jesus. May the cross stir a profound awe for the price paid for our redemption. Let this compel us to turn away from sin and live fully for the one who gave everything for us. Remember to follow and subscribe and join us next time for John chapter 20. This has been Elijah with the Bible and Prayer podcast. Until next time, we love you all. God bless.